Welcome to Hair Bear and Everywhere. We're a podcast about animal news and gossip of the non-human. We'll also be covering some memes occasionally, hopefully in every episode. Oh, and I'm Elena. I am your host that is a primate and an artist whenever you say host whenever i say host i only think of kind of invading the body and taking (laughs) (laughs) taking residence but for for time being for the length of this episode i suppose we are invading your ears thank you for letting us in we're we're earworms indeed we're squiggly little earworms well i'm i'm rachel i'm also yeah i'm an artist and a primate and a host and a host and an earworm and all of these many things. <laughs> yeah, and today we're going to be talking about animals and politics and political animals. Yeah, political animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like politics have been pretty high on the agenda, kind of the global agenda, obviously. America has been dominating the news. Yeah. I feel like last week with the new election. I mean, sorry, not the new election. Oh my God, no. <laughs> The the inauguration of Joe Biden, the new president, yes. number 46. He's come to the White House, but he's not the only one. There are also pets in chief that have joined him there. Actually, Trump, you know, the previous president, Trump, he didn't have pets. So it was quite weird. I feel like he commented on it at some point. Like he said that he didn't have time or something. Or like, <laughs> I don't know why. He was probably just busy watching Fox News. Like that was animal enough for him. Yeah. Like Fox. He's definitely not. Um, You know what I mean? There are definitely some people that have like show animals that they don't have like a relationship yeah if if he were to own anything i feel like he would be one of those guys that would have like a giant tarantula that's white yeah yeah like a fetish you know like those ball pythons yeah. that that they like overbreed so they have these really rare colors but then yes yes it would be up. a trophy yeah. animal he would literally be he yeah just, he would have that for sure yeah but not not even that he didn't even have that I mean, maybe no. millennia was his i guess millennia was his trophy Oh God! Sadly. Oh my I God! I never even thought him. about that. You know, or his knows. or his weird relationship with his kids, where they were just kind of like trotted out like show horses. That's right. Yeah, a little herd. But moving on, um, the new president does have pets, and it's kind of a tradition to have pet presidential pets. Um, he's going to have Champ and Major, and they are yeah, they are German shepherds, and one of them, one of the dogs, I think Major. He is kind of he made it sort of from the ground up because he was an adopted rescue dog so little did he know in his early days that he would become one of the pets in chief a presidential dog so cheers to that marvelous trajectory yeah here's to you champ (laughs) i wonder if there's like a little like mini ceremony for the dogs like do the dogs do the dogs put their paws on a book and do they get sworn in yes and they swear to to what to 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 be good boys for the nation (laughs) 
to poop well and regularly, I think. All they can be asked. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I hope they have a good time. I feel like they'll have really good food, so that's nice for them. Oh, yeah. There's Apparently, also, there was a hint that the wife of the wife of the president, <laughs> whose name is Jill, <laughs> apparently hinted at the fact that there might be a cat joining them as well. So I'm excited about that because oh. I'm a very pro-cat person. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm glad that there's going to be like a cat and dog equality happening. Representation will be for both kind of primary pet groups in the White House, right? That's good. Yeah, I feel that's a mark of of balance. Progress, I think. Progress. Great progress, I think we can say already. (laughs) He's bipartisan. Joining the nation, I think, at the (laughs) four paws, with eight paws. Okay, but I'd like to also comment on, there's a history of presidential pets, and some of them have been really unusual. Uh There was once a wife of John Quincy Adams who was president number six and she had silkworms as pets or she I don't know as pets or she was like trying to make a dress I don't know what was happening but apparently she owns silkworms then Coolidge who was president number 30 he had a raccoon named Rebecca who he walked on a leash oh I love raccoons this is like very vague reporting but I'm pretty sure that Khrushchev um, one of the Soviet Politburo leaders presented Uh I think maybe Kennedy with a dog who was the child of space dogs either Belka or Strelka oh yeah pretty sure that happened that rings a bell yeah yeah I encourage the listeners to dig deeper into this this is kind of like a hint at the news or like a gesture towards them so yeah go research and find out that is so cool. I wonder what special qualities a space dog has to have other than being small enough to fit. I guess really calm or something. I don't know. That's just so, so sad to think about. Yeah. There's a museum in Los Angeles, if ever we will emerge from mm-hmm. lockdown. The Museum of Jurassic Technology, if ever you happen to go to Los Angeles after life is sort of normal. There's a tea room and adjacent to the Russian tea room, there's a kind of a little hall of fame for all the dogs um, from the Soviet space program. It's really lovely. So I highly recommend the activity. Go inhale these heroic little buddies. Yeah. have another another story about dogs and politics from the grand old UF survey. Oh. Yeah, th- this one comes to us from NBC. But earlier in 2020, there was a two-year-old golden doodle who was auspiciously named uh, Oliver Winston Churchill Fellini. Oh, oh, interesting. Joining so many references. I know, right? <laughs> and yeah, this, this uh, good boy was uh, running on the independent ticket oh. for, you know, as a presidential candidate in Fall River, Massachusetts. Oh. Yeah, so pups. How far was he able to advance in in the race? I don't think he got much of the vote, but I think that the the feels, the good wishes of the people were with him. Yeah, I guess it's the gesture that matters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think this actually, it's interesting in general to think about animals, right, and politics, because I think we tend to think that politics is this rational arena, like the arena for rational thinking, but it's so much, it's so driven by emotions. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that's always kind of like where we separate being human, quote, unquote, versus 
being an animal, quote unquote. Yeah. So it might interest our listeners to know that animals do vote. Well, and first of all, of course, we know that so so much politics is done based on emotions. I mean, even to be a politician, I feel like is an emotional decision because it's someone who has, well, sometimes they want to improve life for others, but a lot of times it's kind of wanting to advance yourself and kind of elevate yourself. But some animals do vote. these bisons european bison they kind of direct their movement by employing majority rule so like let's say it's a there's a herd of bisons and they're standing kind of trying to decide whether they should go like relax you know under the trees or they should go get some water you know in the river so they kind of like stand and stand their round for a bit and then i guess they have a few like influencers within the group sometimes what will happen is so one of the influencers will take a step and move toward the water and and so if the majority of bisons want to follow you know they end up following but if it's just like a small group then they kind of go after that one bison but then the other bison might suggest a different route and then the majority might go and they might split or like the whole group could go after the majority leader which sounds so political um, and it is <laughs> but also another another interesting aspect of it is that like the influencers are often females so i thought that was quite cool oh yeah adult females typically gather the largest followers which really sounds like politics and social media as well yeah yeah because i think it's women are kind of adult females and not so adult are the more popular they have the more amount of followers or something (laughs) they're more basically female influencers i think than are male yeah well they basically they orient their bodies and they do kind of consider consider which way to go they sort of like suggest and negotiate in that way in the article that i read there was no kind of mention of verbal discussion so it seems like it's more gestural like who takes a step interesting and i feel like almost like it's better to just not explain the bison how they do it they didn't do a very good job but the fact that they do vote and how to walk is interesting yeah yeah Yeah, it's like you said, we have this sort of like strange thing of thinking of animals as not being political or when someone is sort of, you know what I mean? If someone's acting like like what seems to be us like erratically or if they're bucking the system or if they're not behaving in a way that we think is like ordered or measured, we refer to them as animals. But then, yeah, like you pointed out, like the bisons have or seem to have like a very kind of, you know, measured, socially understood way of like voting and of, you know, coming to consensus essentially. consensus yeah animals can be political they're political animals yes yes it's true and actually some people describe um themselves as political animals as well oh really yes a particular instance comes to mind so i guess in winter of 2018 just before christmas i guess before the world became weird um so i was in london and i was on tinder you know looking around (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> seeing what's the you know trying to figure out the lay of the land and i saw that there's a man i matched with and he was you know in his description which was fairly lengthy 
there was that phrase political animal and i guess it referred <laughs> to the fact that he like he worked and i guess yes you know you can see where people work where like they can mark their kind of job or whatever and his was i guess westminster and his photo he's like i think it was like his second photo or something you know so the first one was sort of normal and then the second one his shirt was like unbuttoned slightly and he was <laughs> quite like a furry chest um Scottish, i guess <laughs> But yeah, so we chatted a little bit, and we we didn't end up meeting up, but we like just discuss, you know, sort of discussed meeting. We couldn't figure out a time because of the, it's like around Christmas, and mm-hmm. and we just had a funny discussion about. It. He on his profile also he mentioned something. It just you could like I forgot what he said, but it was like SNMA a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was interesting how like a civil servant just <laughs> had these like rough urges. I guess. Yeah, just the idea of just being very, like, laced up. And then the political animal that wants to go wild or something. It's funny. There's there's this whole thing in, like, BDSM where people are can designate themselves as being uh yeah no i think it's like predator and prey no or primal and prey yeah primal people prey. Are into primal prey play okay yeah. yeah and then there's like predator and like primal predator and primal prey i apologize to anyone in the bdsm community because i know i'm bungling this it, it's still this kind of funny thing where you have this guy yeah like you said totally straight laced just being like i have the trappings of civility but i'm a bear yeah it's it's such a kind of tidy tidy way of arranging your yourself was it is it the are the democrats donkeys and the republicans are elephant i think yeah which is kind of funny because i don't feel like elephants would vote republican oh <laughs> they're elephants. so like yeah no i agree they're yeah, matriarchal not... aren't they elephants are hella matriarchal aren't they and they're very like considered and social yeah they seem gentle and you're like gentle giants at least in the imagination they don't seem yeah republicans are just very confused people for the most part i mean not i mean not all of them actually that's also a generalization but i guess the overall direction that the party had been well it's been socially conservative and fiscally conservative as well i would say so they've just been quite conservative in both ways and slightly militant as well yeah if you look at the right as a was that a republican activity i don't even know we're veering off the of course yeah well i you know what okay let's get back on to the next point thing that happened to the Republican vice president slash vice presidential oh, yeah. candidate during the debates in October 2020. And this is something that was all over the internet, was memed to death, you know, was parodied on Saturday Night Live. Uh, we're talking about Mike Pence and the forehead fly. <laughs> I know that was like a really exciting political animal encounter. Mm hmm. That was memed to death. Well, like we felt like it was a very prescient fly retroactively, you know, that set on the loser, <laughs> I guess. But also, and yeah. Smelling the stink. Yeah, smelling the stink and all that. But I guess, when, uh, and so one of the reasons why it came back to us is because there was this new meme that took hold this week after Bernie Sanders was spotted during the inauguration, sitting in a chair with his mitten-clad hands folded. Yeah, just looking very, very kind of ruffled and grouchy and cold. And I think I was, I was reading, yeah, I remember reading in a couple of places people describing Bernie as having resting grouch face. Yeah. Or resting 
disgusting curmudgeon face. That makes sense. Yeah. Which makes me love him. He's very lovable for sure. So yeah, yeah. so there was a, a new a new meme was born um, that began with this photograph and it was floating around the internet until someone made just the perfect connection of where they side by side there was a photograph of Mike Pence. Um, his head was that, you know, little dark dot on his white hair. And then next to him was a photograph, a close up of the white hair with the fly being revealed as Bernie Sanders, in fact, <laughs> a minuscule, tiny, tiny Bernie Sanders, just resting gradually on his hair. Somehow it just brought everything full circle and was really satisfying. Yeah. Um, There's an article in the New York Times from from back in October by Vanessa Friedman that, you know, really kind of dug into how like the image so like you know the dressy accessories and the clothing that's worn during these debates you know like she was talking a lot about how it's used to convey you know like a sense of you know responsibility and reliability Mm -hmm, and you know you're looking at them and it's like yeah you're like okay well how is this person going to be a good vice president or a presidential candidate she described the fly that landed on pence's pure white helmet of hair as she described it as being like the fly in the ointment the thing that sort of punctured or destroyed this cookie cutter image of like that this man always you know, had like pristine and like sanitized and just above so, yeah, nature. It's just funny because she describes I, I I have to this quote is great the fly was the black spot in the ointment of Mr. Pence's image which has always seemed to belong to a Lego Lego set or a Build-A-Bear experience build a politician mm. yeah from dark suits to pristine white shirt and favored red ties to snowy hair that appear practically painted on, it's as if he came out of a mold. And then there's something about this idea of the fly disrupting it, but then also mm. Bernie becoming that fly because Bernie is like the exact opposite. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like he's not like ruffled in the weird... He's not trying to y- utilize that kind of form of public conviction of by dressing, you know, by dressing, dressing a civilized prim way. Yeah. Yeah. He's this wonderful sort of socialist guy wearing like pair well, of Well, I mean, that's like a socialist dressing in a way, you know, it's just like, oh, no, I true that. I mean, it's also signaling in some way, but but it's a different oh, kind no, of totally. thing. It's like a more, you know, it's a cozier signaling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like admittedly, it's also a signaling that is more politically leaned with my personal leaning. So I'm always going to yeah. like inevitably be like, oh, because yeah. I'm the intended audience. But but yeah. Yeah. And it reaches you, which, you know, means it's effective. Yeah, completely. Um, no, but it's true. I think also it's just, yeah, it's just interesting how animals come to disrupt these neat presentations and the decorum is inherent in these kind of hierarchical palaces of high ranking politicians. Mm hmm. But so Bolsonaro, the Brazilian president, when he had coronavirus and he had to self-isolate, he was hanging out with birds. There are birds living in the gardens of the presidential palace, and he got bitten by one of them. Mm -hmm. So that also felt like nature pointing at the villain of the day and just, you know, biting him. No, especially, I mean, Bolsonaro is, was sort of like a, like he's Brazil's Trump in a way. Yes, yes, he is. I want to say more murderous, but I, I don't even know if I can... I don't think I can say that. I think that's downplaying how... Yeah. I mean, that's downplaying the effect that Trump has had. Like, it was, like, nature biting back. Like, mm-hmm. the guy has, like, a horrible... He's not good to the environment. Yeah, he's very <laughs> anti-science. He's 
you know, definitely anti like climate, global warming, and you know, he doesn't believe in that. He's really kind of super pro human, go and get, take everything, like digest it. Yeah. No consideration for other living creatures or natural beings, growing things, trees, yeah. plants, clouds. No consideration. So he that was well deserved. I think mm-hmm. so we can always I guess going forward you should just always monitor how environment reacts to mm-hmm. politician and if you don't want to read the news which is understandable because it can be really depressing and repetitive and just like really attention seeking yeah you can just look at you know what is the fly doing like what is the bird doing mm-hmm. how is the sun setting I guess that's actually calling for people to become kind of medieval in their decision making and just abandon <laughs> 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 oh is there an eclipse? I better better not vote this week. I'm sorry. I guess that's not exactly what I'm asking. But you know, just the rabbit was on keep the a left rational mind, but also you know, uh, yeah. be sensitive to to signs of nature. I guess if, if you can combine those two. Yeah. Sorry, not to be too punny. Are they like the Rhea resisting? That was the Rhea bird. It's like a it's what an emu like bird. I think yeah. it doesn't fly, it runs. Yeah, it's like a it's it's kinda like an emu. It sort of looks like a miniature, like a half sized ostrich. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're cute. Good looking bird. Very good looking bird. But but maybe one final one final little story. Yes, yes. to bernie because oh i God. love bernie sanders the birds More like bernie sanders stories birds like bernie like the birds seem to like bernie because remember there was that um there was a little i think was it like a house finch oh yeah there was that when he had a rally like back in the day his first president run yeah hope he knows running for president i know me too but yeah but there was a house finch a little female house finch that landed on his podium in 2016 when he was speaking in portland oh yeah that was a very delightful moment that also became memeified. bernie has been he's a man of many memes he's a man of many memes yeah many very kind of wholesome memes yeah that really did seem like he was anointed by the holy spirit <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know why he didn't win. It's very confusing. And that's because people didn't know that they should be looking to these signs of the natural world, how to cast their vote properly. Hopefully now that they've learned, having heard this episode, things will change. Before you vote for someone, pet their dog. No, (laughs) that's not good advice. (laughs) No, that's not good advice either. What's a good advice? Maybe we just don't have like very reasonable advice today. I don't don't think so. It's been like... It's been an ongoingly rough kind of year and week. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe not no advices today, <laughs> I guess. I think we've been indoors brain for too freeze. long. <laughs> okay. Brain freeze. <laughs> Okay, so this is the political animals episode. Now I want to say something about a herd, like how I'm glad that you heard it, our dear herd. Just trying to have animal puns as we (laughs) outro. But yeah, so thank you for listening. 
and we'll be back again in two weeks we welcome your feedback mm-hmm. and you should follow us on instagrams which will be linked in the description of this episode mm. yeah if you have any animal news please send it our way meow. that was meow, rachel meow. she's trying to take that <laughs> and so we bid you goodbye and a good week we'll be back in two weeks bye, bye.